3: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to the weekend review, uh, edition of Celtic Down Under from the West Australia contingent, hosted by myself, Sean, joined by Anthony and Paul. So, Paul, I heard you were out watching the Matildas with your friends. Talk us through how your uh, early afternoon, evening event was on Saturday.
1: Yeah, so I uh, I got together with uh, a few of my mates. Um, essentially, it was supposed to be for the kickoff. They're all English lads for the the EPL kickoff, and then it went forward to the Western Derby <laughs> AFL, oh. and then it came and then it came forward all the way to the Matildas for those of us that could get a pass. So yeah, started on the beers just before three, and uh, I was still up watching Scottish rugby game against France. at sometime after 4am so uh yeah it was uh it was a bit uh, a bit rough on uh, on sunday but um yeah g- like great great arvo brilliant game like um yeah just everything you would want in a a competitive tie um and then obviously australia got the result as well so um pretty tense shootout, but um we got there in the end
3: for for anyone that missed it, there was ten penalties to each side. It was seven six, I think. Australia had two chances in sudden death to go through and missed both of them. Scored in the mm-hmm. third one, something like that. Uh, and keeper, we're going
1: and we're going second. So obviously I had the yeah, pressure of always having second, to score, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, always having to score, even if uh, if they you know even if they scored, that was them sort of mm-hmm. hanging on in as well. So yeah, it was high pressure.
3: There was even a retake at one point. Uh, But even the one that we had, we needed to score to win and the goalkeeper, the French goalkeeper pulls off an outstanding save. The keeper had been subbed on in the 119th minute, just four penalties. Uh, Yeah, it was actually a pretty good game. Anthony, did you enjoy it?
0: Yeah, no, I was down south with me, uh, seeing my parents, so we... um mean, that beat a, a hasty, hasty retreat from lunch, and uh, we had a, had headed back home and watched it, and it was some game. I mean, I had everything. I mean, there was a goal disallowed for France. the The ball went out, and it was given a corner, and it didn't actually didn't actually go out, so it was a bit controversial there. And then they scored from it, but the referee managed to find a foul, which mm-hmm. may or may not have been there. Um, so that kind of e- e- equaled the ledger there. And then the penalty show I mean, Mackenzie Arnold, the the goalkeeper for Australia. I mean, incredible. I mean. To have the composure, he pulls some great saves, miss her own penalty, which could have won it uh, in normal and within the five normal penalties, and then have a, a save disallowed and then save again after that. I mean, yeah, I was, was a man of the man of the player, sorry, player of the match performance. I should say. Um, wow. But the game the game had it all I mean, if that was the final, you would you would have you'd have taken that I, I think FIFA would have taken that because that, that game they, they, they both left it on there. They were both absolutely exhausted by the end of that, that 120 minutes. So a great game of football and it was it was entertaining. The whole country is behind them. That was now the highest rating sports event or TV event in Australia for the last 20 years. So mm-hmm. um, quite incredible. Um, and yeah, we're obviously facing England on Wednesday night, six PM Western Australian time. Um, so yeah, box office that'll and that'll be um,
3: eleven AM in Scotland.
0: So yeah, I definitely, if you have the opportunity to switch on and watch it, definitely do because it's going to be a
3: best show. The, the best thing about Australia and England in the semi is that no matter what, I've got someone to support in the, the final because I'll be supporting Australia if they get there, and if England get there, I'll be supporting <laughs> whoever's England's playing, right? Uh, and for anyone that doesn't know, it, it's, it's Spain and Sweden in the other match. It is so that, yeah. that that World Cup final is on at six six PM I think on Sunday. Is there six PM. or 6 It is 30? six
1: PM WA time. Yeah. yeah. So same same time as the the semi on on Wednesday.
3: Yeah. So I'll, I'll be playing it. Th- I've got a game at three o'clock. Finish that at five. Get into again for the game at six. Should be a a nice Sunday, and then Celtic on at 10 p.m. So it should be a, PM, a nice, good yeah. Sunday. Uh, I think, um, Paul. You you mentioned the sorry. Did you want you still talk about? The yeah, I was going to say
1: one more thing on the on the Matilda's game. I just like Mary Fowler's been an oh, amazing player. And for your player in it? Oh my goodness! And like she's she's 20 years old. She's already at Man City. uh She's the one that played that killer pass, threaded it through the eye of an eagle, past three players for for Caitlin Ford's goal against Denmark to to, to sort of start that off and running. But she, she, she had a great game. But she, she probably like she probably missed three or four good chances in the match that would have closed it out for the Like And the French had probably at least more than their fair share. Certainly, first half they dominated. Second half, Australia had more chances. Majority of them fell to Fowler, You know, they were blocked, or she, you know, she didn't quite finish. She played the whole match with a smile on her face, like it was, you know, down the local park. Seem to have no pressure on her shoulders on a home world cup. And then when she steps up for the penalty, despite, you know, having potentially all this sort of stress that she's blown chances during the game, she hits one of the best penalties you'll see in a shootout of any state.
3: player of any gender. Yeah,
1: ever. Absolutely Smashes it in the bottom corner with the instep. And then just like jogs back to the center soccer, all, kind of laughing. It's like, she plays the game with such a level of freedom. And, um, and yeah, you can, she, you can see, she's just enjoying herself. And, um, Yeah, she's. I think. I think she's safely going to be the one that takes over the mantle of Sam Kerr as Mm -hmm. as the hero hero of the Matildas going forward. And you know, she could be the best player in the world at some point. Like she's she's probably in the mix already. Um. So yeah, really exciting. Let's hope they can turn over the English and and then you know be it's 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 a bit of a fairy tale story as they stay in the tournament. So uh, two to go. 100%,
3: Uh, 100% I give you theory on Mary Fowler I was, um, yeah I really enjoyed that penalty, Ford's look good as well we've got some good players um, Tamika
0: Sam- Yallop for me was the one because she looked up like she was going to absolutely smash the leather off it and then she was the only one to send the French goalkeeper the wrong way and just side footed it in the net and made it look dead easy and it's just like it's how easy it can be but I have to say that French goalkeeper she was she, she apart from that one penalty she went the right way every time. So the the decision to substitute her on almost paid dividends. But um but yeah, like I said, it was it was an incredible match, an incredible moment in sport and history, particularly in Australia, and one that will probably hopefully be only be eclipsed by a um a victory. Well, not only on Wednesday, but on uh, on Sunday.
3: Mm-hmm. And bring on the English! And just before we move off and on, on to Celtic, uh, if Shane is listening, uh, I hope you enjoyed the Western Derby on uh, Saturday. <laughs> he would uh, have. No, he won't have. No, won't have, no. Uh, the biggest ever defeat in a Western Derby for the Eagles, 101 points.
1: I think he's uh, also upset because, uh, as you know, they, they keep his heroes keep retiring. So Nick Nats now. Um, is that what it was? He's he, didn't as see, well. he didn't
0: see it coming. Apparently two years on the sidelines with injury wasn't enough. So sorry, Shane, yeah. but the right was on the wall with big knick So
1: Yeah. So I think that's three oh, of them sorry. now retired. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, there's a major rebuild on on, on the cards that are required at, uh, at West Coast Eagles, but uh, maybe we should crack on with football and uh, we're back to football. and back to <laughs> yeah.
3: Let's talk about round ball. Uh, the, the one where they, they kick it with the on the ground instead of throwing it in the air and call it football. Uh, so the game was midday in Scotland, which meant there was a bit of a journey for Celtic fans getting up there. Always wonder about these scheduling things, but I guess it's all Sky Sports related, isn't it? Get up there, weather's decent. Not been any rain, apparently, because the pitch was bone dry, which was complained about post-match by manager and players alike. And we had quite a, a thunderous game. Anthony, how did you take it in overall?
0: It was quite an entertaining game. Um, it was... I, I sort of sit there trying to sort of sum it up, and it just felt really quite end-to-end, quite open. At two one, I kind of felt that we were still vulnerable. I kind of felt like they could easily make it two each. Um, we, you know, we were obviously gifted a bit of a, a a good chance to to go back in the lead again. We'll, we'll touch on the goals individually in a bit, but um, yeah, first half didn't quite have the control in a game that Celtic usually, say, expect. But kind of what we've come to expect, so it was very quite quite open, quite ragged. Um, second half, some substitutions made at half time, one through injury, one through a bit of tactical change, and that that paid I thought that that made a bit of a difference straight away. Um, and then we get the goal with 10 minutes to go, and it just kind of kills it from there. And after that, I felt, oh that's yeah, we're we're we from here, sort of thing. So it was all right. But I felt the substitutes made a difference when they came on um but yeah just like i said entertaining like you know if you were a neutral watch night you go oh that was a that was a really entertaining game of football definitely the best aberdeen's played against us in a long time like you know i can't remember the last time aberdeen really pushed us like that, that you're going back to you know Derek mckenness when probably brendan rogers was there the last time um but I yeah think. I-
3: yeah, so pro- probably. Pro- pro- yeah,
0: probably, probably, um, but yeah, really, like I said, entertaining the match, had to work for it, had to fight for it. We did fight for it. We did get the result. Um, so three points down the road, but um, but yeah, it wasn't, wasn't plain sailing. Um, still not the finished article, but again, we'll, we'll touch on it individually. But um, but yeah, but like I said, you know, uh, enough there to you know be happy, but definitely you, you're probably left wanting more, shall we say.
3: Yeah, the, the first, um, I was going to say, it said, in the first five minutes, I felt like they did more to trouble us than they did in all of their games combined last season. I remember that 1-0 game in uh, January or December, I don't remember which month it was, and the sum total of their attacking intent was a run forward by Duke, who dived when he got within 25 yards of the goal. And, and that was literally out for the whole game. Whereas this one, they like, equaled us for... Uh, I think we had 27 touches in the box, and they had 26, so it was roughly even in that terms. Uh, they had fewer shots on target. They, they, in the first half in particular, I felt really threatened. They had two free headers from quite close range; it both went over the bar. And it, it's like a very different story uh, if, if those go in. Paul, how did you feel? Uh, in first half versus second half, the Jabers had a different feel to the game for you.
1: Well, before I get into that, um, yeah, on go. the weather. Uh, I saw Jamesy e. Forrest putting sunscreen on because you've, you've got that outdoor bench and I was like even in August in Aberdeen that's my neck of the woods right I'm from a then <laughs> I went up the road from there and I went to uni in Aberdeen it's like it's I very rarely remember having to get sunscreen on even back then. So it was obviously a beautiful day. Um the locals must have come out and force because I think it was a sellout. Um I think obviously there was a lot of chat about allocations and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. Aberdeen were being quite bullish saying, Oh, well, we expect to sell our allocations, that's why we might reduce our away, away allocations. Now I don't think they did for us this time. But they sold our full application, so I think it was. I think it was a, a full house, basically. So, cracking atmosphere, um, good game. In terms of how I, I felt about both games, I think first half it, it, it was. You just never really. We just never really seemed to get fully into our stride. They probably started a bit better, a bit like Ross County did the week before. Uh, we kind of got the goal out of nothing, and you you sort of expecting that to build into us getting under control and, and you know starting to build ourselves into the game and it doesn't really happen and then I thought the second half was it was more disjointed I think with a mixture of injuries and substitutions and you know we were we, you know we had the cushion so we didn't I think we sort of felt like we played within ourselves a little bit more Um I didn't I, I didn't think difficult to say like I think it's was but I, I didn't really feel as threatened second half as I did first albeit you always want like they they were never out of it right at 2-1 they're never out of it but i think first half to anthony's point yeah there was a lot of corners they peppered the box they've got quite a lot of big guys they loaded it in um and there was you're right there's the odd chance that they had or you know there's a few last ditch header clearance i think ralston had one Mm -hmm. at the back post heart obviously is not been short of criticism including us but I thought he had a pretty accomplished game um he defended his box pretty well he opted to punch pretty much constantly but he he got something on pretty much everything that came into his area um and it wasn't it, it like it wasn't the Alamo but equally it wasn't like you know we were under a fair bit of pressure and and it you know one of those or two of those could have gone in I think the goal we lost was pretty poor I'll get into that in a little bit bit more detail in a bit but look i've seen a lot of criticism generally about the performance and, um on on social media and and i just think that it's the second game of the season it's going to be one of the hardest fixtures of the season right let's I finish third they're looking like you know at least that this season maybe press first second who knows but um they're like and, and going there that early in the season with injuries with hopefully not the full bunch of signings in the door yet, um, it was always going to be tricky tight. Like, I don't think we've got, I think there's, I think some set of fans have got an expectation that we just rock up and beat teams, and you know, that's the, the god given right. Whereas, you know, Barry Robson's now in his, you know, he's in his second season, He had them well drilled, they bang up for it. Um, you know, on, like, it's not perfect, but 3 1 at Potodri second game of the season i ain't got too many complaints in terms of um i think there's stuff a few people start to panic um because as that clock ticks down i'm not there yet uh but you know we definitely need to see movement in the next couple of weeks
3: yeah it's no sorry for which covered a couple of points there um yeah uh, joe hart so we had you mentioned joe joe hart did get a lot of praise um he did come for a lot and, the, and it looked like he might have got injured at one point, but at the same time he was also one offside flag away from a red card, right? So Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Like, do, do we, do we, are we comfortable going forward with her? Does he seem better? And yet you also mentioned that Celtic even get a lot of criticism and you think that's unfair, but who else was critical of the performances in the last two games? Uh, other uh, part was the manager and the players in their post-matches have also said that Uh, they've used birds terms like new system not where we want to be all that sort of thing so they've been self-critical as well as some of the fans have been critical so I don't I get what you're saying like it's a good result but there's been criticism from within as well
2: there's absolutely room for improvement but step into the world of power loyalty Does
1: anyone think we should be the finished article in week two of the season? Uh, like, I just think there's a a disconnect with reality from a lot of our fan base. Yes, we came off a treble win, but it's not the same season. We've now got new managers. Some players have gone. They've had their break. They're still coming back up to, you know, full fitness and match fit and all the other bits. And people are like, I don't know. I just, it's not football manager. Do you know what I mean? It's, <laughs> it's real football. And you've got to, you know, you've got all these sort of, different variables going
2: on. Um,
1: I think there's a bit you can be pleased with the result and still think there's room for improvement in the, in the performance. And I think that's where I, I'm at with it. I'm pretty content with the result. Uh I'm very content with the result. Three points and two goal difference. There's nothing wrong with that. Like I said last week, if this is month two or three down the track and the performances are still like this and a bit disjointed, then Yes, I'm more concerned, but for now, I'm I'm willing to let this sort of play out and and us get us up fully up to speed. Um, we do need reinforcements, and I and to the heart question, um, assuming that's not rhetorical, is no, I don't think we should be pushing ahead with heart as our only choice. I think we need, like I said last week, we need a goalkeeper in now, whether that's to walk straight into the team or at least challenge and put pressure on, because you right, like you're right that 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 was that could have been, but he. <laughs> what does he do does he you know he i don't know like he was left in a pretty poor position in terms of the defense got themselves caught with a one long ball over the top like he sh- he's exposed at that point he he shouldn't be in that that position the, the the defense should be dealing with that
3: anthony any concerns
1: yeah well i mean i don't think we defended
0: that well particularly in the first half at carter victor's that's caught out for the um the ball over the top for the goal. Um, he misread that one, whether he's 100% or was 100%. he's falls into the Ralston camper coming back off a bit of a layoff. Um, so, you know, he wasn't at his, probably at his best, and he came off at halftime, which is obviously a concern. So I'm hobbling to the bench halfway through the second half, so um, that's a major concern. Um, I thought Narovsky played pretty well, um, just especially given the fact that he was partnering kind of victors in the first half and then had to adjust to partnering with Stephen Welsh in the second half, who also thought didn't really do anything wrong either. I, 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 he once or twice maybe dropped off a bit too quickly. His positional sense was maybe a little bit off, but you know he got his head on quite a few um, crosses. Um, I, I, Anthony Ralston had a a better performance this week than he did last week so that he's in an upward trajectory and again, we said this last week, if he gets some game time and he gets some minutes under his legs, we'd expect him to be improving back towards where we know he can get to and where he can play. Biggest concern I think on the weekend was Greg Taylor to be honest Um, he totally left his man for the first goal, I mean as much as Norosti was there um, Moleski sort of left um, Taylor for dead he didn't track him um, Taylor lost the ball a lot um, and he was having a torrid time. I can't remember the right winner for Aberdeen but he um, was...
3: Morris? Norris?
0: He gave him a hell of a time and that's two weeks in a row now and, and two two bad performances don't, don't make a pattern. Um, that's just two dots on a, on a line but you kind of want to be thinking that he, you know, he he'd be starting to sort of show some of the, some signs of improvement, and whether you know he's sort of stuck in this mire of, well, Ange had me playing one way, and Brendan wants me to play another way, and he's a bit sort of stuck between the two. I'm not too sure, but he's looking all over the place at the moment, and then with with Bernabeu missing the team meeting, like you know, he's 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 the guy that's supposed to be putting pressure on him, shooting himself in the foot. So, um, so that for me is probably I'd say the biggest sort of concern, Joe Hart I thought Joe Hart actually had a reasonable game, Like he, he came he collected and came for everything this week last week he was guilty of that first goal he should have claimed it or attempted to claim it and he didn't and that that's a for me that's, as a goalkeeper that's not on, so this week at least he was coming for everything and yeah he, he misjudged that one and thankfully he was offside otherwise it would have been a red card and it would have been off um, but I kind of feel that he did everything he could in terms of, so that doesn't, that doesn't change the fact that we need someone putting pressure on him. Uh, and I think some of the, the word around the camp is that Cedrus is going to go out and loan and we're going to try and bring in another goalkeeper. So I kind of hope that does happen. Um, but yeah, I think we might seriously need to be considered looking at a, a left back as well, because, um yeah like I just say it's only been two games, but um, he's way off where he was last season. Um, and, uh, with Champions League football coming up, you really need your fullbacks to at least be defensively sound. Whether they're contributing much going forward, that's something else. But they really need to be defensively sound. And I just felt Taylor was getting himself tied in knots on the weekends. and and I was saying it's just Aberdeen. But you know that was a case in point of you know if if he's getting put under a lot of pressure, he seemed to he seemed to struggle a bit.
3: Yeah, on uh, Navrotsky, it was. Um... I actually thought, I may have been a little bit harsh, but I thought he'd had a poor first half, but because he was getting caught out of position a few times, and there was wrong side of the man a few times. But then he was much better second half, uh, and I don't know if that's just the shape of the game changed. Then like With Turnbull going off, we weren't losing the ball in as, as many vulnerable areas. Even Callum McGregor had been losing it in vulnerable areas in the first half, and that, that kind of tightened up in the second half. So I, I think when we started to... Get it wider, and and you know when when we were either breaking through, we were breaking through, and we were turning over, we we're turning over. It was always it was in wide positions in the second half, and that seemed to uh, have us in a much better defensive shape when we were losing it in those areas. And Navrotsky uh, dealt with it uh, a lot better, I thought. I thought in the second half, and then you know Turnbull really uh, apparently lost the ball, lost possession like eight or nine times in the first half, and he was really a passenger, and he, and he really let everyone know it <laughs> when when he gets himself booked like. That was the most stupid. Like, what did he think was going to happen there? Do you know what I mean? Like, maybe he doesn't expect to get booked, but there's no way he thinks there's anything less than a free kick happening there. And that was just like an act of desperate frustration and just making sure everyone noticed that he was having a really bad first half because he obviously felt it himself. Paul Turnbull, what do you think? Oh, Adachi, yeah, he was talk well, about that yeah, as well.
1: Well, but we, let's talk about the, the pair of them. And I um, and, and will mention Carl in this as well, I think. Um, uh, Turnbull had a shocker. To be fun, to be honest. Like he's coming on the back of getting all the big ups. He's scored a couple of goals. He's had a good game last week. And, you know, I, I suggested maybe he, despite that game tactically, you might go with Hatati at Aberdeen just in terms of, you know, energy and and uh, work rate and all of that sort of stuff. And and you know, it's also quite hard to drop somebody who's been given the you know, the the man of the match and scored a couple of goals. So fair enough, he kept his place, but yeah. I was delighted to see him hooked because you're right. That's where we we turned the ball over at midfield. He was guilty. Cal had a Cal didn't have a very good game at all, to be honest. Like if you know, Anthony's right. Taylor was the the, the worst performer, but. Gregor wasn't too far behind him and it's sort of stand you know, like it's one of those, you know, he's got credits in the bank. So we sort of let him off with with one, but it is slightly concerning because you're just used to him putting in the seven and eight out of 10 performances, which, you know, we talked about that a lot last season Um, and he sort of flies under the radar because he's so steady, but he he didn't look great. And I, and and I, you know, it's pro, you know, I'm putting it down, hopefully just to the fact that, he's not used to playing in there with Turnbull and, you know, there was, they were creating, there was pressure being created on them because they were turning balls over and they weren't as, as neat and tidy through there as they usually are. hatati had a, you know, 20 minute cameo and he, he looked great, to be honest. Like he was, his movement was better. His passing was, as you would expect, you know, nice and neat and tidy. He went up through the gears a couple of times when he chose to run with the ball rather than just look for a pass, but he was, he was, he was pretty much, m- like, moving constantly around. To the, uh, you know, once he'd made a pass, he wasn't standing still. He was looking for the next ball. Um, and, yeah, it was disappointing, obviously. He took the knock, and um, hopefully it's it's nothing major. Um, I think it's a calf, and I think it was potentially, an. I don't know if it's an impact injury or a, or a pull. If it's an impact injury, that's probably better than if it's a pull. But um, we'll wait it looks and see. like a pull. Yeah.
3: It was a front, front. He was holding the front and sides. So that's yeah. That's, right. that's behind the shin guards. That's not normally impact, right?
1: I thought it was a calf as opposed to the.
3: Yeah, it was calf. When you saw it, they said calf, but when they're showing it on TV, it was like he was getting treatment on the front of his leg, so like, like shin once kind of area.
1: Right. Okay. Well, yeah. Was anyway. He I thought he played well. Um, and actually, even when home came on, he he did better than Turnbull as well. So, um. <laughs> mm like obviously there's a lot of chat about you know we'll probably see a new contract for for Turnbull and I think he's in the plans and obviously he you know the scott the scottish the scottish based player thing he ticks that box but um I think he could find himself back down the pecking order relatively quickly if if um everyone's fit and in form and home continues at the at the sort of, sort of trajectory that he looks like he might go in because I thought he was great when he came on um <laughs> well he's, yeah, so, he's so, on
3: ahead of iwata so that speaks volumes right
1: well yeah who stayed on yeah. the
3: bench mm. yeah but I, I like the look of home He looked tidy but my i'm not a fan so far i'm not a fan of him as a person right uh and i'm sure we all we can talk about the social media thing but even before he came what was all the, the stuff that was dug up of all the posts that he'd been liking before it was all like the the toxic masculinity crap wasn't it um mm. And the the turf stuff, you know, the anti, uh, you know, the binary gender stuff, right? And then yeah. this, and then he posts the lyrics of the Aberdeen player. What was it? Um, I don't know. Like It was a Kendrick Lamar. I I didn't even realise it was lyrics until somebody pointed it out to me. Oh, he's just posting lyrics to a song. I was like, I don't know this song. I was like, bitch, sit down or
0: something like that.
3: So I went and found this song. It is vulgar. I would not listen to this music. I would not be happy with this music playing in my house. It is the most vile song I've well, not the, but is up there, is one of the most vile songs I've ever heard. Misogynistic crap. And if that is what he's posting lyrics of, I don't care what the context is, I do not want that. That boy needs an attitude readjustment, he needs some education, and if he doesn't get it, he I don't want him playing for Celtic. This, well, he's, I think- that sort of thing, uh, just, and sorry, you can come in but in a second, but that, again, just from tidbits of social media, if that's just kind of glances of his character shown through, then uh, that is not the sort of person I want wearing a Celtic strip, Anthony.
0: It didn't stay up for very long, so hopefully somebody in the team had a word and sort of said that you're not going to last very long in Glasgow if that's just sort of if that's your your attitude and you're going to paint a very very big target on your back very very quickly. And playing for Celtic, it doesn't really take much anyway. So um, we'll see. Uh, I guess is the. Is the is what what will happen there? Um, to my point last week, um, I said um, that Turnbull and Riley in the same team against better opposition will get found out, and not mm. not sooner than a week later. <laughs> That's what happens. Um, I think David Turnbull looks good against weaker opposition, and when you're playing at playing at home, um, but when you're away from home and You're up against it and Aberdeen were in our faces. Um, I, I I've got serious concerns. And they were justified in the first half. And my old man was tearing his hair up and he found out that he wasn't starting. Um, and uh yeah, and I, I must have about the 20 minutes, as Paul said, 20 minutes he was on his goods. Um, that pass that that sort of scissor like he, he plays that pass where he just hits it to the opposite wing, you're just you're thinking, Oh, it just it looks good. Um and uh, yeah, Shami's come off. And yeah, that that means the lights are home and hopefully Awata are in the mix for a trip to Kumarnock in the Cup next uh or well, this Sunday coming. Um but I guess and I agree, Paul, I haven't seen Cal McGregor get his pockets picked that many times in a game in a long time. Like he was Quite quite ratty in possession, like giving the ball away a fair bit, which is very unlike him. Um, at <laughs> least if he's having a bad game, he usually is able to retain possession. But he was actually turning the ball over far more frequently than I've seen in quite a long time. So he was under pressure. Don't get me wrong, like you know, Aberdeen were definitely man marking and making it difficult. But but yeah, definitely not a not a, not a, not one of his better performances that,
1: that much is for well, sure. Links but. in together though, right? So so Turnbull's causing turnovers. Taylor's all over the shop so he's kind of plugging gaps isn't he like he's got his you know the boat's leaking and he's trying to keep you keep the thing afloat and it, it had a kind of knock-on effect and then he's obviously got a new center back pairing behind him then that changes um so i got some sympathy for him he's also played what 60 odd games a season for five or six seasons straight so at some point that is gonna eventually take its toll I'm trying to play a slightly different style
0: as well. That's the other thing. Like, they're trying to bed in a new style here as well. Mm. And you can't underestimate that either. Like Ange had mm. them playing a very, a very set way. Mm. And you, you're starting to see the changes now with Brendan. And that's going to take time in itself. And that, that to me is, it's not like we had Brendan last season and we had Brendan this season, and you're expecting them just to pick up from where they left off. Mm. It's a new coach. New, 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 new tactics, new strategy. That's going to take time. Even if you've got the same players, which we don't, we've got new players playing as well. So, yeah. I'm willing to cut slack. We're getting the results. We're not necessarily getting the the performance yet. But if it's a means to an end and to get into where we need to be, then you know, I'd much rather be picking up three points and saying, "All right, well, yeah, we can play better." Than, oh, uh, we dropped two points and, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah yeah. I guess, yeah.
1: Uh, look uh, absolutely and I, I think that's to your point As long like this early in the season as i said earlier on if, if we're getting the result then you know it, as long as you we're getting you know we need reinforcements in we need two or three extra people in the building we ideally need a few out but it's for me it's more important we get new people in and if we're stuck with a fat squad that are Bumped it off to the the reserves or train with the kids then so be it like that's a bigger issue for somebody else to deal with from a but from a team point of view we need people in the door and yeah you're right we need to get the you know they get used to the system there was they played the bulk of the group played for two years in
2: Anja's system step into the world of power loyalty and luck i'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse with family
1: But some of that will become sort almost muscle memory, right? And and they've got to kind of actively unpick some of that. Some of the tactical stuff this week was pretty interesting. Like, they went diagonal to Miera quite a lot, especially first half, and had some success with it. I thought Miera... See, if Miera had scored one or two of his chances, he'd have easily been man of the match. Mm-hmm. He was, you know... And I, I know there's loads of stuff on social media, again, super frustrated with him, like... But I, I think I, oh, I've certainly said this. I'm sure we all have. If he scores, as more of his chances, he's not playing for Celtic, right? He he's absolutely at the elite level mm-hmm. because everything else, or nearly everything, like is link up play and his finishing. If you took those up a few notches,
3: but all know, his physicality, all his physical traits, right?
1: But he's you know his work rate's ridiculous. You know yeah. he he gets in behind. He, his link up play, like he goes constantly. He's a such a good team player. He defends strong. as hard as he attacks, um, and he got his assist for the for the opener. Um, so he look he had a really pretty good game. It just obviously, you know that final. But even even the chance that everybody's going, oh, he ran in and then he sort of you know he took himself wide and he had a shot blocked. That led to the goal ultimately because oh, we goal. managed to retain we hmm. managed to retain the ball and keep it in and recycle it back around and then. You know, Yang has a great bit of skill and, and you know, a beautiful finish by O'Reilly. So even though, in the, in the face of it, he's blowing a really good chance, he's, took, he's taken us like 40, 50 yards up the park. And from this next phase, we get the goal that clinches the three points. So,
3: the, the yeah, but, one but he I, has two yards out as well, that's an unbelievable block by the defender, yeah, to be honest. Yeah, that right.
1: block. Like, yeah, that you, block. You I, can't thought, really I thought, thought, know, At first view, I thought, oh, how's he missed that? And then you see the replay, and the defending, um, with Devlin, I think, wasn't it? Um, that makes up for his header back to Jorgo. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The it's goal. just, it's it's, 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 I think in commentary, in the Celtic TV commentary, they said that that's just like, um, that's just defensive instinct and it was he just like sort mm-hmm. of launched himself and on another day he might have gotten there might be an arm in there and it was a penalty or whatever but he manages to get a decent leg on it and and he's because i you think you think when that stays out from three yards you think oh media has got mary has got sort of scuffed this a bit or you know how what's he what's he done here but then yeah, yeah on the replay it's just that he gets a good contact he does pretty much everything right and yeah, it's just an incredible bit defender, but uh, but yeah, I, 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 so that's a quite break, big, just yeah, it's quite a bit, areas. quite a big digression from my point of. It was it's been it was interesting to see us go more direct and diagonal, and it wasn't it was wasn't just one player tasked with hitting that. Ralston was hitting the pass, I think. Cameron Vickers, uh, Carter, Cameron Carter Vickers was doing it, and I think there was somebody else, you know, midfield was doing it as well, and it. I tried it three or four times and it had a reasonable says And then it was mostly first half, but I did see it tried a couple of times in the second half. So it's interesting to see that we'll go that direct, that quickly, uh, which I don't think Rogers did too much the first time he was here. And obviously Ange never really did it.
3: I was listening to the TIFO podcast earlier and they were talking about how that's the new trend in English football is to be more direct. Uh, as a long ball is part of the tactics now because uh, teams will... Uh, be compact to one side of the pitch so uh, to open it up with the big switch, which is something that Andrew's trying to introduce and with not much success. So we'll see. I don't know, it may just be that Aberdeen were really having that high press, it was given us the space, or it might just be that that's going to be something that we're trying to do to try and get around these uh compact low blocks. At, at,
0: Brendan Rodgers did say that we used it too much in the first half, so in his post-match he did actually say that we probably went direct a wee bit too much. He said he likes to mix it up, he likes to have the option, but mm-hmm. he felt in the first half that we were probably trying to force the issue probably just a wee bit more than he would have liked, so interesting. Um, but uh, yeah, sorry, but, but just, yeah, like I said, so. it's that diff- different sort of style of style of play, but I'll just quickly touch on Kildra's goal, because I mean, as much as Mikey Devlin, obviously his header was way off target and I don't know what he was thinking, he was obviously thought he was a lot further up the park than what he actually was but Kildred still had to finish it and his first touch was just sublime he just takes the ball away from the defenders looks up, sets himself and there was only ever going to be one outcome but if that falls to Maeda or maybe Lillabada but he falls to one of the other players is is that a guaranteed goal? I don't know, but you know, Kongo used to give him half a half a chance, but it's just that clinical aspect to his game, and he's just, you know, everyone's saying on Twitter this weekend, he's the best player we've had since Larson, and, and I think, yeah, I, I think best that's striker, right. best striker, yes, I think that's, I think that's fair. Um, he's just the wee man's just got everyone all over the place at the moment. The, the defenders don't know what what they're doing. We talked talked talk, talked about it last week and moving, dropping deep and moving around and. Yeah, as you say, you may have said it on the Axum podcast uh yesterday showing that he was getting fouled quite mm-hmm. deep and, and getting and Aberdeen players were getting away with it, whereas Cal McGregor got booked for pretty much nothing. Um so yeah, so a few of them got away got away with it. But yeah, Kevin Clancy was, was Clancy yeah. wasn't, he? he was all over he was all over the it place.
3: Was, yeah. That was going yeah,
0: no, and the linesman for that current, goal yeah. the linesman for that goal i mean what what was that all about i mean
3: yeah it's like <laughs> I mean... a yard on side right but like to be fair right he's got var backing him up so <sighs> who cares right he's like commit either way, i don't really care commit to whatever you feel and think I, don't, I honestly don't care about that um we could have had two maybe three penalties uh, aberdeen should have had three at least yellow cards um the free the wall for the free kick that Marrely goes to take six when yards. you look at the when you look at the lines on the pitch, it's six yards away. Six and Marrely's like, "What's going on here?" And the referee's just like, "Get on with it, right?" It was, and he almost, and he still got,
1: well. and he still got it up and down. I
3: know it was, yeah. it was, like, uh, it was well, not a bad free kick. Yeah, but yeah, Kevin Clancy was bad man. Aberdeen got away with absolute murder. They did not know how to deal with Maeda. All they were doing was obstructing his runs, which is a foul. You're not mm. allowed to do that. Mm. You're not allowed to go across the man when the ball is not there. You're just not allowed it's to.
1: There's a lot of, of sharp pulling as well, like and, and quite blatant sharp pulling, just, or arm pulling and and just allowed to go. Um, As you say, um, the Carmack one, it's a foul all day long. Of course it is, but he, he's, he's sort of, he's just getting beaten for pace. So he just moves his body across him, but then it's a coming together. It's just legs tangling. There's no malice in that. It's, it's a bit harsh Uh, to book him for that.
3: I actually think it was a yellow, but I think there should have been four or five.
1: By the letter of the by the by the law, probably, but you, you've also got to look at consistency across the game. And if yeah, that there, was was worse, there was
3: a worse, there was a worse the Serbian defender. I don't know his name. The new one, yeah, uh, Broziski. I, sorry, I can't remember. I'm trying not to be racist here. The new yeah. boy with the skinheads. Yeah, he, yeah. he the, did one in the first half that was worse. Boots.
1: Yeah,
3: yeah. Nicky Devlin did one. it Was worse, right? Uh, it was un, yeah. Nicky Devlin could have been red carded, right? Should have been a penalty. This one that bounces up onto the, the elbow. Mm-hmm. And they get in like I don't know who the Sky commentator was, but he just kept saying, "Oh, the the phrase he used at least three or four times was not enough." And that for me, like yeah, we get it. Like, oh, Ian,
0: you, it was Ian Crocker and um, uh, Crocker, and Chris, Chris, Chris Sutton.
3: It wasn't Chris, Chris Sutton, so it was Ian Crocker.
0: Oh well, yeah. you must have someone else then, because no, sorry,
3: it I, wasn't Chris Sutton using that phrase. Is what I mean.
0: No, well, it's the Ian one, Crocker. the one we, t- the one we told one we told t- 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 got knocked down in the box. Chris Sutton said there wasn't enough in that for me. He oh, did, used that did, phrase.
3: Well, maybe that, they were both that, saying that, it then. That yeah. one probably was saying it. Yeah. Uh, maybe they that both one. said it. Yeah. But I, I was like, nah. I mean, I, I, it wasn't Kyogo getting knocked down. That one, there wasn't a clear replay. It was more than Maeda one. So like the one where Maeda gets barged in the back, that's for me is a penalty, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the one where Abada gets filled and the Clancy gives a, a goal kick when the ball hadn't gone yeah. out play
2: like
3: yeah just it's like well
1: yeah it's probably a penalty but rather than a penalty uh we're going to give a goal kick even though it's not gone out yet
3: yeah it didn't i can. not see whenever i don't know like
1: out. i i assume we get the same picture like i think select tv just carry the whatever pictures the main broadcaster's using um so i assume it's the same on, yeah. on sky or being or whoever and there was no replay of that so nobody wanted to go because like if you think about obviously we only saw like a side on shot and there was a bit, you know, the ball's a bit off the ground, so you can see a little bit of grass between it. But it, it we know that it only needs to be a millimetre, like from the the penalty shootout the other night in in the women's mm-hmm. World Cup, when it was like a millimetre. and Japan at you know, the World Cup yeah, or yeah, like, yeah. So there's there's not a chance. Like the same reason that every time somebody takes a corner, it looks like it's outside of the the, the sort of quarter circle, but clearly, you know. Part of the ball's touching. Part up. of the ball is is above it, right? So there's no way that was out. I'm convinced that was still in, in play, but we've not seen a replay. And I don't know, like does does that would that not fall under because he's is it because he's given the goal kick that we can't check VAR? You can't,
0: you can't, can't really re referee it, I don't think. So, so if, the the ball, ref- if the ball's out of play, then the ball's out of Yeah, but I'm actually
3: right? quite, quite happy with how they're using VAR in the last like, f- like three, four, five months. I'm qu- quite happy with it. VAR has been coming in a lot less than it has in the past, and I'm quite happy with it. It's happening. It's been, it, there's hey, maybe the five, th- six things that I can remember, not the specific decisions, but five or six times in a row, maybe I can remember thinking that decision is wrong, but also, I also don't think VAR should have came in because it's not clear and obvious. So mm-hmm. just like, its that's the consistent, my consistent feeling is that referee was wrong. But my also feeling, I know, it's not super obvious. It's subjective enough that I'd rather VAR wasn't interfering, if that makes sense. Mm, I know that that's sense. easier to say when your, your team is consistently winning, but that's, that's my kind of feeling on it.
1: They're certainly making decisions more quickly, which is was the big one of the biggest grievances last year, as it? it was taking an age on stuff that we would, we would eyeball once, either live or on one replay, and go, well, that's either that or, or the other. And it was the world taking two or three minutes to make decisions. And and so we're not at that anymore, which is, you know, it's got to be a good thing.
3: Mm. Uh, Just, well, I thought it was a good tangent. We will come back to the Celtic game, but this seems like a good tangent to bring up a a feature that I'd like to introduce that I just told you guys about before. Uh, So this is a new thing to you, but something that we could maybe do each week and maybe people can post nominations on Twitter if they wish for the cinch moment of the weekend. Uh, or even of the week. And this week my cinch moment was uh Hearts putting up their technical director for post match interviews. Uh what do you fellas make of this shambles that is going on at Tynecastle at the moment? Uh with the uh what is this so know.
1: I'm assuming so they put Naismith up to do the yes. interviews, even for McAvoy is the manager. Yes. That's yes. yeah,
3: so Stephen Smith comes out to the post match interviews, and the head coach, the manager Fre- uh, McAvoy is not coming anywhere near the cameras. What we're we, we making of this?
1: We know what we know what's happening, right? He's yeah. he's not got the badges to be uh the manager as far as they're in Europe. I think as soon as they get knocked out of Europe, it's a UEFA ruling as far as I, I understand it. Mm-hmm. So you've, you, you've got to have your certain qualifiers, certain sort of FIFA or UEFA badges to coaching badges to be the head coach so and be in European competition so they're obviously in in the mix for either the, the Europa or the Europa conference um and they've basically drafted in uh a line, well he's a stooge isn't he who, who is this guy? Who so who Frank is? McAvoy I think is his name he he's been I think around the club I think he was involved at some point 56, last season he, 56, 56
3: he
1: was he, i'm pretty sure he was on the on the bench he was in there as part of the backroom staff last year and so effectively they've swapped positions at mm-hmm. least on paper and he's now the head coach because he has his badges and naismith is the football director or technical director or head of <laughs> apparently footballer.
3: he was he was the academy director before mcavoy
1: yeah he's he's, he's been on their books right so he's and he's there there was even more interesting interviews at the first before the first games of the season like he came out and said oh i'm the man i'm the manager and they did this joint interview and then Nasmith started talking over him it's a bit of a fart in it like at the end of the day we all know what's going on as soon as hearts exit exit the europe there will be an announcement that says naismith's the manager and he's not anymore. He's back to the backroom staff, and as good as this, as good as almost admitted that in one of the early interviews. So, or somebody was asked, you know, is this is this sort of setup going to continue for the whole season? And they were a bit like, "Oh, well, it'll be under review as we go, or something like like that." So, it's pretty obvious what's going to happen once they're once they're not bound by the UEFA the rules, he'll take over. Um, I assume he's doing his badges in the background, but um it doesn't sound like there was any expectation that he would have completed them by before the end of this season so i think that idea is he'll get them done over the course of this year uh and then by next season if he's you know if he's done well enough to keep his job whichever job it is um, then he might be back as a official head coach next season so yeah it's a bit Mm -hmm. of a farce isn't it it's typical scottish football like everything's a bit weird and stupid and silly and different and yeah That's
3: why we love it, it. It, it,
1: it's well we do we do but it's it's clearly it's clear they're clearly just leveraging a loophole aren't they
3: yeah and do you think uh so we had tabs help us out with uh, the coefficient the Frankly, excellent result. Three uh, one home win against Luzerne. That's that uh, in that last minute goal to put them three one up could could make all the difference over the two legs. Because uh, Switzerland are obviously right behind us in the coefficient, So this is great. We want these results are really important for Celtic. We need to we want to keep that um, automatic qualification going. Uh, Anthony, our hearts going to turn it round. They lost two one away to Rosenberg, So they've got Rosenberg at Castle this week. I'd imagine not sell no. sellout. No? I don't think so. Rosenberg, they're 10th beat, in their league.
0: They're not beating Rosenberg at home. Um, and then Hibs, interesting one, they beat Lausanne and then get beat 2-1 by Motherwell on the weekend. So mm, they're they Lost to Samaritan yeah.
3: so, last weekend. Is that putting them at bottom? It's just
0: second bottom. Well, yeah, St. St at bottom. Like, you know, you, you, it's the thing that's like, oh, go play European football, but then they can't back it up four days later this is this is the issue this, with this, the, the smaller Scottish teams in Europe like it's, it, it gets tricky for them and what game do you prioritize and in Hibs for me they've got a mentality problem because they can turn it on one in one game and then be, be very very average in another so for me that says mentality and mindset as I said I mean that they haven't got the talent but um and with some of the absolute dross that, that that the manager comes away with um you know
1: i'm, <laughs> I'm i i do not think they'll be I, I it's not a surprise to see they started a bit poorly in the league oh, they were in the league was it, no they weren't in the league were they in the league cup no so johnson League. anyway yeah i think that some of their preseason games were a bit bit ropey and stuff like that and they've obviously brought in a new few players and stuff and i think they're probably too good to be Mired down there all season, but it's not a surprise to see them not start the best. um, Particularly try to juggle. Well,
3: you the know, manager was I one think. game one game away from the sack last season. Remember the Osaka between. Yeah, well,
1: I look, I wouldn't be surprised to see him get the bullet at some point this season. But I don't. Oh, I I also don't think that they'll be relegation candidates. I think they'll be struggling struggling to get the top six potentially. Hmm. Um, and that's probably not good enough. So yeah, he he might well pay with his job, but um. I don't think they'll end up down in the bottom two or three for, for too long once the season starts rolling mm. properly.
3: Don't, but
1: St and I have tipped to, to struggle and, and to, to Livingston for me.
3: Down. Uh, I'd Love say St Mirren, so I'm run, run. well wide, well wide the mark with some that.
1: St Mirren,
0: St alright. Two from
3: two. I just thought Albeit. they were functioned. I thought they were punching yeah. last year. That's all.
1: Robert, Robinsons, Robinsons is not a bad manager. Yeah, he he gets. I think I think he, right. he, he tends to put teams together that punch above their collective, which you know you need in in on the budget they are at in a league like ours. So, uh, yeah, I don't necessarily expect them to continue to fly as high as they are, but they'll be in the mix for the top six spot. I would have thought.
3: You have to say Kilmarnock have played Sevco and Aberdeen, and, and is that right? Sevco and Aberdeen, and they've got mm. four points out of six. That's pretty. Mm. Yeah, that you know, that's a surprise right you'd have you'd had them down for zero points before the season started with those two mm. fixtures mm. I think no wait sorry not Aberdeen who is it no, uh, Hearts it sorry Hearts uh, safe Hearts, Hearts yeah yeah. but even then that's you still wouldn't have expected them to pick up anything from those two games so fair play to them uh, and that's what we're playing next week so hopefully they have a sharp downturn in form uh, the only other thing I noted uh, in the, the Scottish football that was oh what the women's what was the women's score
1: actually 9-0 1-9-0 Against Montrose, yes, Montrose. Montrose. Yeah, so Montrose have just been promoted and uh have had a harsh reality check in the first week when we <laughs> gubbed them 9-0. I think we were up one nil in three minutes. Um is it Lafersky? She scored four of the nine. Uh, there's an own goal in there. And there's
3: so yeah, a a lot we... of players I don't know now. There's a big, a big turnover, so we'll see how it's looking. I'm hoping because it was looking pretty grim for a while there with all the outgoings and not much incoming. So hopefully,
1: I think we've I think we've put together some decent players to be honest. There's there's a couple on loan deals and stuff like that. There's a player from I think Real Madrid maybe, um, and yeah. So I think there's some young talent that they've got in from from key other you know some big other teams that are are loaning players out that can't make their first team. So you know, I, I, on the one hand, you'd say, well, you know, do you want loan players? But it's the women's football as a whole seems to turn over players pretty constantly um
3: we had a striker on loan from Birmingham last year so i think you'd rather be a Madrid player right
1: well yeah and then but then she signs for liverpool right and then uh and it was so but like you know if you look at somebody like hayes she signs a three-year deal and you know you don't see too many of those kicking around right um i think clark she signed an extension as well and obviously she's the skipper and been around for a while and and hayes is a long-term set like fan right there's that you know, even though she's English, there's that photo of her as a kid in the Celtic top, and she's she's talked about being a fan and stuff. So you, there's these odd players that you'll get on a longer term deal, but it seems like a lot of them just want to be on a short term deal, and then. That because oh, the women's yeah. game I guess is developing so quickly yeah. it's growing and the, the, it's growing quickly right? there's money getting thrown at it by certain clubs so they want to leave themselves available to, to, to jump mm-hmm. on opportunities and so,
0: theoretically their careers are shorter as well
1: if they do want to have a family at some point as well so they, they well, certainly, the certainly interrupted you know certainly interrupted right you know we look yeah. at uh, Gorey for example, in the Matildas, she's obviously she's just come back after you know a year out having having her kid and stuff. So, and she had the World Cup as a target to get back for, and she made it. But it, it's definitely going to interrupt careers um, potentially if that if they choose to do that. So, yeah, yeah look, it be, be it'll be interesting to keep an eye on that over the course of the year. Mm. The
3: other Celtic-related thing I noted was Barry Hepburn scored for Queen's Park, who won 2-1. That's him on six points from two games. Uh, their team is exceptionally young. They have 16-year-old in goals. Barry Hepburn, I think, is 19, playing on the wing for them, so tracking that one. And Ben McPherson's gone on loan. Actually, I actually forgot to check if he'd started at the weekend uh, maybe I'll check that later but anyway uh, anything else you guys wanted to touch on from the wider world of football uh, the Scrooge McDuck Derby in England anything like that or can we get back to the Celtic game what do you think
0: well I just I had a text message just come through a minute ago saying that Celtic's made a, a, a very strong interest in uh, Ryan Fraser from Newcastle United mm.
3: So it's, Scott, he's eligible for the Scottish yeah. coefficient. Uh, the, he uh, is. The is. He so was well, yeah, my,
0: he was on my list. I didn't get to talk about this, but I did have him down as a potential because he obviously has not got a future at Newcastle. So, um so he, you know, maybe be that Scott Sinclair older player that Rogers likes to maybe throw into the mix. So I thought it would definitely be a possibility. So we'll see what happens, I guess, but.
1: Uh, I just noticed this before we came on air as well is Neymar's going to Saudi Arabia as well mm. it's 90 million or something 75 I don't know but anyway um, Louis Enrique dropped, didn't pick him on the weekend he's got no interest in playing him this season apparently so he's off that's another one but I couldn't care Guess go, the Saudi leagues, to be honest
3: go and test himself out against the likes of Jack Hendry it'll be a tough one for him yeah uh, right so uh, let's uh, back swing back to the Celtic game so any final uh, points we may have missed on the Celtic game and who was your man of the match Anthony so those two mm, questions.
0: that's a good question Sean I I must admit I, and for, uh, people have talked with me I, I have listened to a few different thoughts on this and I was sort of like very of the opinion that I felt disappointed because he missed all his chances and mm-hmm. But I guess in hindsight, he actually did have a good game. But I think he really needed to score one of those chances to to be man of the match. Really impressed with Matt O'Reilly. I thought of the th- the, th- the three midfielders, he was probably the best. Um, probably you know the best of a say best of a bad lot. But I thought he's took his goal exceptionally well. He, he timed his run, goes to Den, didn't overhead it, hit the target. Good goal with some two two and two now. Um, so I'm. Going to go with Matt O'Reilly as my man of the match, um, and yeah, I just hope it's. I hope maybe this is his season. Maybe he he's one of the ones that that that, that, that lifts. Um, and I, I suppose the other thing we didn't really touch on was Abada getting on the end of uh, of Maeda's header for the first goal. Because again, good instinct, um, just just that wanting to be there and, and wanting to be in the right position. So you can't, i don't say, necessarily teach that. But but you know, the signs are good and. I think like I say, we can't afford to lose any more players like selling or whatever, but you know, we really need to bring a few in just to bolster because um, you know, to, if we if 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 Hatati and Carter Victors are gonna be out um for 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 you know potentially a few weeks, um that does leave us pretty thin on top. Um and you know, we've got a pretty horrific run of fixtures coming up. We were talking about this off air and seven away games or something like that between September and October uh, no, I think
3: five away games out of seven league games yeah
0: and then out of the league and then obviously you've got Champions League oh, fixtures on top of that and
3: away in well. the so, Cup yeah away
0: yeah. in the League Cup, the yeah. league Cup and that, that's the start of that's the, the Huns at Ibrox so um, so yeah, so it's it's a really tough run of fixtures, um, and you kind of you don't want to be in a situation two years in the Champions League in a row without Carter Victor's in the in the backline because we missed him last season as well. So, kind of hope that it was precautionary and he'll be back and AJ will be back. But um, I'd feel a lot better if we draft another you know two or three first team quality sort of starting type players. But I guess we'll see what happens over the next couple of weeks.
3: Hmm. Just say work around the just to rotate it a bit, Paul. I'll let you have the deciding uh the final say. Uh my, my man in match, you know, guys, I normally like to say don't don't over don't oversell on the goal scorers. But for me it was such a close run thing between Maeda and O'Reilly for who was the best player. I think if Maeda had scored one of his chances and O'Reilly doesn't score that one, then I'd be giving it to Maeda. Uh, and on the basis of that, I I would give it to Matt O'Reilly, same as you, Anthony. One other thought from the game was we seem to be working on corners like that little, uh, the cheeky Alex Ferguson routine. Seem to be working on free kicks, but we don't seem to be working on goal kicks and throw-ins. So I'm hoping they get onto that in the the training ground because that was quite frustrating. Every time we had a goal kick or a throw-in and it was not getting, we were turning them over pretty consistently. It was very frustrating. Paul?
1: So it wasn't the deciding obviously because
3: yeah. and you but, was going to agree uh, Anthony, that's
1: why I said the final <laughs> but um, oh, look I, honorable mention to, to Tony Ralston um, I was pretty critical of him last week um, I, I thought he barely put a foot wrong um, he certainly defended really well he still didn't get forward as much I guess while we're talking about the fullbacks um, Taylor yeah we've talked about it, he had a poor game but I definitely saw that they were still inverting there's a fair amount of inverting going on they're not really occasionally ralston was getting round the outside but they were they were their starting position was quite far in field and, and taylor never really tried to get around the outside i don't think it's his game but i guess my worry about taylor is he's he's principally a defender right and he's he's been a weak link as a defender pretty much always and that sort of mirrored because in Anja's system, he wasn't asked to do a lot of defending. He was he was an additional midfielder and then he also got quite high up the pitch. So um we definitely need another left back because because Burnaby doesn't look much like a defender either. Um so yeah, left back for sure. Um it looks like Lagerbilka. There's a fair amount of, if that's how you pronounce it, it looks like that is probably gonna happen. Um, which is good. He looks a decent, a decent sign in. Uh but yeah, I agree with both of you guys. Um, Matarelli was my—I thought he had a great game. Um, aside from his goal, um, he—he was—and uh, I think best of a bad lot's probably a little bit underselling it. I think he had a really good game. His delivery from set pieces was, was good. I think um, it was his—I think it was his corner um, for Mieres' header uh, for the Abada goal. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah just he was just neat he was just neat and tidy Um, and and again he was asked to play kind of in different parts of the pitch um, in midfield at different points during the match so yeah um, after you know he played well for good chunks of last season but it took him a long time to get up and running around the score sheet so he'll be delighted to have two from two and yeah hopefully um, he just goes from strength to strength but yeah I agree with you so it's a a full house Matt O'Reilly man of the match
3: full house for Matt O'Reilly well, we are just about to tick over an hour, so any final goodbyes Anthony?
0: Uh was, I said, it was really good to catch up with my parents, they've moved down south so I got to spend some time with them on the weekend, so that was really that was really nice. I uh, watched the season finale of Star Trek Strange New Worlds, left it on a cliffhanger, which is a little bit annoying, but I highly do recommend um, that you check that out um and yeah go the matildas and obviously go celtic on sunday <laughs> paul
1: yeah i'll do a little uh a little music recommendation so a local local perth band called the deanies i may or may not have mentioned these guys previously but um they had a single out a month or so ago called last minute winner therefore they're all Footy fans although i think one of them might be a rangers fan but we'll let that slide they've, they've got pretty good they got pretty good music uh but they but yeah, they're a bunch of a bunch of uh, Scottish, Irish, and English kids. To um, well, their parents would have been all of that, and they came out a few years. So the, the kids kind of they sound they still sound English and Scottish and Irish and Welsh, but they um, they grew up here. So yeah, last minute winner by the Deanies and just I guess gen, just generally check out their stuff on Spotify. Yet to put a full album out, but I would imagine that will probably happen this year or maybe very early next.
3: Mm. The only thing I'm thinking about this week is Matilda's let's go World Cup fever uh, Wednesday night. Absolutely buzzing. Can't wait. Uh, Other than that, thanks everyone for listening in. Can you please like us, like this video please, Uh, this one specifically, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. Uh, Alerts if you want to know when we're going live. You don't have to Do the subscribe thing, but please uh the alert thing, but please do the subscribe thing. Uh and then check us out on all these other social medias as well. Uh and if you want to follow us on Twitter, because you know, one hour of us three is not enough for you. Seems pretty unlikely, but there's an option there. Uh or what's it called now? X. What we what we call it instead of tweets, just uh, who knows. We'll call it. Call Twitter. Okay, fair enough. We'll stick to tweets and twitters. Um, okay, other than that, uh, we'll sign off for tonight. Thanks again for listening. Uh, hopefully, get a win for the Matildas and Celtic. Yeah, yeah,
2: Podcast Network.